Hey, what's going on versus community? It's your boy Cell, along with my co-host. Chef Vern, what's going on? And we've been on the phone 15 minutes. This dude's hey. phone has been acting fine. And as soon as we go to the podcast, <laughs> what? What? Dawson, man, what happened to your phone? A call came in. The timing. What are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? I, I missed the joke. I don't even know what happened. Dude, dude as, soon as, as soon as I introduced you, it sounded like somebody was kidnapping you, man. Like the phone got muzzled, you got quiet. <laughs> I got somebody played Alcatraz on you, right? And you disappeared. You went in to hide it. Like, what happened to Dawson? <laughs> All right, let's try this again. I'm a cat. I'm a count it down. <laughs> the timing, dude. The timing. Wait, four for episode. Right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Three, two. What's going on, versus community? It's your boy Cell, along with my co-host, Ever, and the deep, booming tones of Dawson. All right. So we uh, coming in talking about these previews. I have no idea why we got these previews while at Gen Con breaking a sweat over the, this ridiculous gauntlet we was about to receive, but it is what it is. Finally, finally recuperated, getting a, getting a chance to really dig into the previews a little bit. Plus, we also know we got X-Files coming, and we know we uh, have a new format, two new formats to uh, discuss, so let's get into it. So, in the preview on July 25th, we had the uh, Issues based off of uh, power and reality. So the first card up is Killmonger, four drop, five, five, one health. Keyword, he's a villain, obviously. Uh, keyword, I want the throne. When Killmonger appears, choose an enemy main character until Killmonger leaves play. That character loses its printed keyword and superpowers, and Killmonger gains them. I literally, while reading this, just realized he can help kill. Uh, uh, Outrider. Yes, sir. I just—I literally just realized that he can shut off ferocious. He can turn off ferocious. So, um, I was literally thinking on the train, like, who's gonna stop these stupid Outriders? Like, what is going on? (laughs) Like this eighteen attack, like dog and ferocious. Like, man, come on. Uh yeah, Killmonger four drop to do it. Right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, man, it's so he preview. But anyway, like no spoiler alert or nothing. Yeah, Outriders is MCs, but we'll get to it. So uh yeah, Killmonger. Uh we already talked about um a lock between uh Baron Mortal and Killmonger. That's gonna be kind of dangerous. You know. Any thoughts on Killmonger? I mean, I, I, I personally I like Killmonger. I didn't. I wasn't in love with him, but now after uh, seeing preview of the Outriders, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I really don't have anything else to say. Uh, he 
against standard decks, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's as great. Right. But a swarm deck, the ability to put uh, negative counters on on one character to take him out and then attack another one, and then once he levels, it gets even better. I think he's no, a, I think the, he's a support solid. character. I'm talking about the support you're character. Talking about, you're talking about the SC. Are you talking about the support character? Yeah. The support. Oh, the S. Yeah, that's the first card. The four drop. Oh man, I'm not looking at the list. The four drop. Okay. Four drop. Five five one health. I won't throw. Keep up. Keep up. Keep up. That's what I'm saying. That's he was talking about. I won't throw. So. All right. Well, Killmonger is a good card. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's four cost. Yeah. So. You know. He's good. He kind. It's coming. Kind of, it's coming kind of late. Teamed up with who? Yeah. Yeah. Teamed up with Mordo. That's a great lock. Yeah. Um, for Outriders, that's late. You might be half dead at that point. No, you're gonna be half dead at that point. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no, ain't no other options because they. How much health does he have? One. Yeah. Okay. The 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 problem is. Uh, you know what, man? We gonna just we we'll get to Outriders when we get to them because everything right now, the, Outriders is the new mimic. They for they the photographic mimic at this point. But uh, right. For, let's get to Killmonger main character. Uh, level one villain range, two five five health. I trained. I lied. I killed just to get here. It's his first superpower. It's a main. It's a red. Choose an enemy character. Put a plus one counter on Killmonger and a minus one counter on that enemy character. Well, that also can deal damage to the Outrider. Because they only got one yeah. one defense. So that's an insta-stun on one of the Outriders right there. And you yep. still have your attack to also hit another one. Yep. Yep, because your defense will be high enough. You'll be 3-6. Your defense will be high enough to just swing into one of them and, and stun another one. You know, so it'll be interesting. You have you got range, so you don't you wouldn't even have to worry about that anyway. I I don't know what else is in the set. I'm just I'm just saying, you know. No, I'm just saying, just right now, mm-hmm. from what we know, right, right. You wouldn't have to worry about the ferocious on on uh on your attack mm-hmm. offense anyway. No, I feel so. you. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, his level up condition: each one is for a kill. Level up is four. He needs four XP. When Killmonger KOs an enemy character, he gains an XP. If that character was chosen this turn with I trained, I lied, I killed just to get here, he gains two XP instead. So that's interesting. Outriders may not even play any early game. It, it really depends on how somebody builds the deck. Obviously, I could see them using Grandmaster. But... Uh, if he doesn't have somebody he can KO, he's not going to level up easily. He can flip that red and stun if they got one defense, but he's not going to level up easily if he runs into multi-health people. So uh, that's a tough level of condition. But his level two, um, he loses range. He'll be 7-6. He has pounce and dodge, and he has the conquerors or the conquered at the start of your main phase. Choose an enemy character, put a plus one counter on Killmonger and a minus one counter on that enemy character. 
So now the ability that he had really turns into a keyword instead of a superpower. You don't need reds anymore. He also gains the keyword, I'm your king. Supporting characters on your side have plus three, plus three, while attacking a character chosen this turn with the conquerors or the conquered. Yes, uh, still has five health. So, so he he he's got some uh, he's got some pull with with these all these keywords: pounce, dodge, conquerors, or the conquered. And I'm your king. He's got four keywords on them, and they some solid keywords. So, thoughts about Killmonger? Like, so he's got four, and so that's that's now that's counterproductive because. The one that he chooses will automatically get stunned, and then I'm your king won't kick in. Okay, that's what I was trying to right. figure out. Right. Now, him using I'm your king or other other people, because some of these other MCs are going to get huge, that's going to make a big difference, because him having pounce and dodge, with uh, Killmonger having pounce and dodge, he can hit somebody else. While the support characters, because it doesn't even say they got to be on the same team with him. They don't even have to be the same affiliation. They don't have to either be hero or villain or Scooby or vampire or whatever. He said anybody on his side. Supporting characters on your side have plus three plus three while attacking a character chosen this turn with conquerors or conquered. That's a huge deal. That's a huge that deal. Sound, that sounds like to me he wants to play. Uh, little guys, yeah, like the vampires. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If you you throw vamps in with him, he should be. Uh, they should get a lot of vitality counters. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. And he can have support characters that could actually outswarm the outriders at some point if he can keep the outriders off of him, since they both villains. Um. What you call yeah. it could actually do some some good as far as uh you know the card I'm friend from work friend from yeah. work can stop the combat and then they'll be able to team attack so it'll be it'll be interesting to see so moving on to yeah. um so five drop in Baku hero entrusted with the heart shaped herb main red choose another supporting character on your side with one printed health, put a vitality counter on it and it gets pounce and dodge. Wakanda forever. When Mbaku is KO'd, reveal the top five cards of your deck, put a Black Panther character or a Wakanda forever character other than Mbaku from among them into your hand and shuffle the rest of the reveal cards into your deck. So, I like I like this ability. I don't like how weak Mbaku is with the 8-5. But entrusted with the heart-shaped herb, giving somebody vitality is a huge deal. And giving them uh, pounce and dodge. Well, they get pounce. Oh, yeah. They get vitality, pounce, and dodge. Okay. You know, this this connection. I'm looking at now. I'm looking at the dodge. Like, dodge is huge. But is dodge as big of a deal in the photo universe, though? Mm, I think uh, I think pounce is a bigger deal because that means if you're exhausted, you have to constantly think to yourself: if somebody has pounce, if I attack and I don't get stunned, 
they're going to swing at me for free. I Somebody would pounce, that's going to be a way bigger deal. Now, granted, Dodge, in a world where uh, Yellow Jacket exists, is a, a big deal. But a lot of these characters, they want to just be boxing. You know, they not uh, most of them don't seem like they can be shooting from far away from too hard anyway. You know, but I mean, yes, yeah, pounce, pounce and dodge is a big deal. I'll say yeah, there's there's a few characters that uh, will be sniping. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be we'll be getting to some of them as we move on. Um, the combination of dodge and pounce is just dangerous anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I like I like the card. I also like the ability to get more cards in your hand after he he uh, kicks the bucket. Mm-hmm. Looks like you might be able to continually uh, use this and with uh, Killmonger to keep a, a field up. It seems like a good card, pretty good, solid card. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for uh, to fight for that uh, five spot. He he really has to be in a very specific type of deck with more Wakanda Forever cards coming out. You know. <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it will be. I'm gonna move on to this uh, Bucky Barnes and Winter Soldier MC. So, Bucky Barnes, hero level one with range four two for stats, five health, aka Winter Soldier sniper. Bucky can range attack back row enemy characters even while they're protected, which is always a good thing. Missing in action, level two. Level up is 2 XP. When Bucky gets wounded, he gains an XP. As he levels up, he transforms into Villain Winter Soldier Level 2. This is some of the most convoluted trash. (laughs) I I understand they want to be thematic, but this is some of the most convoluted trash. Bucky has to get wounded. Then on his second XP, he turns into Winter Soldier Level 2 who says he's Villain Still has sniper and still has range, but now he's seven five, just like the other Winter Soldier from um, the Illustrated Universe. And now he has keyword the new fist of Hydra at the start of your main phase. Choose an enemy player; they stun another character on your side. Next Uh-oh. keyword. Hold on. Let next keyword the man on the bridge when Captain America appears on your side. Winter Soldier transforms into hero. Bucky Barnes level two. We'll get to that in a second. Fine. When Cap shows up, he becomes a good guy. I get that. The new fist of Hydra at the start of your main phase, choose an enemy player. They stun another. Okay, I got it. This is a version of Royce's ability. This is a keyword version of Royce's ability. You're choosing a player that's going to stun somebody else on their side. That's that's what's happening. I get it. Okay. again. At the start of your main phase, choose an enemy player. They stun another character on your side. So, oh, wait a minute. On your side? That, that ain't no Royce that ability. That ain't no Royce ability. Why are they stunning somebody on my side? Because Winter Soldier is a double agent. The, 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 okay, I get that they want to be thematic, but so Bucky is taking wounds and I'm hurting my own team. There's got to be a payoff in this set. Does the, Soldier, does the Winter Soldier have Sniper? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is the only thing I can I can think of. 
So you're trying to keep Bucky. You don't. You're not actually trying to let him take wounds because he's isn't he like four and two or something like that. He has to take wounds to level. He has to, he has, he has to give up two wounds to level. He got to get right, them. Hit me out. So he start the, four, start the Go ahead. Go ahead. He, he the Bucky is four and what four and two four two with range. Yeah, on level so, one. So he got a decent amount of firepower, and there are he's a hero. So. There are early heroes that can help him get stuns early. Mm-hmm. So you're not – the way I look at it is you're not rushing to get him level. You're trying to do as much damage as you can before he gets level. And because you got a decent attack, you got four attack, you know, there are, there are a lot of early characters that he can team attack with to do damage. So, you know, if you can get a few wounds on the MC before you level, that's cool. Once you level, you got sniper. How much attack does he have? Four, he's seven, five. Oh, on level two, he's seven, five. Yeah, what he transformed. Yeah, level seven. He's seven, five. He's same, same exact stats as Winter Soldier level two for illustrated. Range seven, five, okay. five health. So you got sniper, mm. which means they can't hide from you, right? So it's it's more the same. You just keep swinging and. If they're stunning your char- your characters with your own ability, that means that this plot twist that we got coming up works for him pretty well if he's in the evil version of Winter Soldier. All right. Because uh, he'll probably end up by himself. Okay. Well, let's let's move on so we can get to that plot twist so we can bring that back up. All right. So we already yeah. seen Captain America. We know what he do. But Captain America appears... Then you can turn um, um, Winter Soldier into Bucky Barnes. So the other version of, level, of Bucky Barnes, of AKA Winter Soldier, is level two Bucky Barnes hero, range six eight, AKA Winter Soldier, and he still has sniper. I'm with you to the end of the line. Captain America pays one less power symbol to use his superpowers on your side. Longing, rusted furnace, daybreak, main, red, transform Bucky to villain Winter Soldier level two. Only enemy characters can use this power during their main phase. <laughs> so, dude, you're gonna play the, the supporting Bucky, character, Captain Bucky, America. Bucky that made me tired, man. We on the first. We got five more pages to go, man. We got five more pages, man. Come on. Bucky just got a lot The death of silence after you read that card. Dude. I know they want to be thematic, but doggone. Just help me, please. It's just, it's just complicated. So, once you play Captain America, uh, and briefly, his his ability is when he if he gets done while attacking, you can pay the green to to um, recover and ready him, and he doesn't take a wound. Right. And you so, don't have to pay. It. You don't have to pay. It. It's free. That he has leader too. So, uh, I can see how that could be useful. Like you know, because if if you're if you if you've been Winter Soldier for a while, right, you and, need to shift the, the the hit to Cap, and then use I can do this all day for free. 
during combat. So Cap can take the hit, he can flip up and ready, and then attack with somebody else. And on top of that, they probably got a feel because you probably been concentrating all of your attacks on just the on SC. That. Right. And they've been taking out your, your own character, your SCs with your own effect. Right. You flip the cap when the time is right, help take down some of their field and not take a wound. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's it's an interesting concept. I, I'm not sure it'll work pre-testing, but, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what we can come up with, you know, looking into it. Now, the thing I do like, just being optimistic, is they said Captain America. They didn't say a certain version of Captain America. So right now, all we got is this this three-drop cap. You know what I'm saying? So that obviously means that's one out of 15 cards is going to be Captain America because you're obviously playing with 40s if you're playing with Wonder Soldier because otherwise you're going to just constantly stun your own folks and it's going to be a game. That's going to be a wrap, you know? Where, so, does, where does America uh, read it? Does it have to? Does Cap have to be on your side, or does any Captain America have to? Uh... No, Cap has to be on your side. Yeah. Okay. Because it says when Captain America appears on your side, this is on Winter Soldier level two. Yeah, that's what Man on the bridge. When Captain America appears on your side, Winter Soldier transforms into Hero Bucky Barnes level two. So, okay. so your enemy opponent can transform Bucky back into Winter Soldier level two. But every time Cap appears, Winter Soldier will turn into Bucky Barnes' hero level two. I don't think anybody's so, going, going to pay all those locations to turn him back into evil. Uh, I would. I because mean, who's, who, Winter Soldier hurts himself. You know what I'm saying? Winter Soldier hurts himself. He hurts your side what, of the field. What do they need? A, a yellow or what? You need a yellow and a red. I thought it was three. I thought they need three locations. No, it's just two locations. It's the yellow and the red. Who is enough? That's enough, right? Especially in this universe, you don't have Kane. You know, it's it's no way to search for it. You know, for the most part. So, but um, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna have to see this in action. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just have to see it in action. That's all. You know, we we knew you know some we know we know some convoluted stuff is coming. Um, get getting past Winter Soldier. We got somebody else that's convoluted too. So let's go ahead and uh, jump in here with Hawkeye. So Hawkeye yeah, level buddy. one, range four three five health hero quick draw. When Hawkeye's range attacking, enemy characters can't strike back at him. Eyes on everything. Level up three XP. When Hawkeye stuns enemy defender while range attacking, he gains an XP. Level two Hawkeye. Is nine forward range, quick draw, and now he got some convoluted mess too. Still five health and hero. I want you on that roof. Main yellow, main blue, yellow, green, red, blue or yellow or green or red to be specific. Put Hawkeye into a nest. While Hawkeye's nest is Avengers Tower, he has Sniper. Academy, he has Genius. Fortress, he can't be ranged attacked. Laboratory, he has regeneration. And training ground, he can't be melee attacked. This is kind of ridiculous. That is a great card. Just as as many abilities as uh, the illustrated, almost, with with the quiver, this does something similar with all the different abilities that he gains from being 
in the nest once he levels. More, re- more ridiculousness. Uh, while location is a nest, it still counts as a location as being a face-up resource in your resource row. However, it can't be used to generate a power symbol anymore. So it does generate do, it does generate a resource point. Okay, hold on. Let's start from the beginning. Okay, what the heck is a nest? Well, when you spend a power symbol from a location in your resource row to put Hawkeye into a nest, you put the location card partly underneath him and leave it face up as a nest. Note that if you pay for the power by discarding the location or you reduce the cost of the power to zero power symbols, nothing happens. Okay. While a location is a nest, it still counts as a location. Can't be used to generate a power symbol anymore. If the location gets KO'd or leaves your side, the nest effect ends. If the location gets turned face down by an effect, put it back into your resource row and the nest effect ends. When Hawkeye gets stunned or leaves your side, turn the location face down and put it into your resource row. If Hawkeye uses, I want you on that roof while he already has a nest, turn the old nest face down and put it on your resource row. <sighs> Good yep. grief. Okay. Okay. It, you know, it sounds complicated, but it's not as bad it's as not, it sounds. It's not really complicated at all. It's just a lot of words. And I know, like I said, convoluted, not complicated. Because uh, he can take, he can deal with um, outriders too. Because he can put well, a training ground really. in the nest and he can't be melee attacked. Yep. You know, so that's going to be interesting. This is, this, this is shaping up to be, be interesting. I mean, because you know, I'm not a fan of the photo universe to begin with. So, but some of these cards, I mean, it's, it's just going to take time to build up a nice roster of cards. You know, I'm looking forward to X-Files coming out. Um, so next up, we got Nick Fury, level one hero, range one six, full bird colonel, build phase green, supporting characters on your side and supporting characters you own have soldier this turn. Soldier, soldier. XP condition, pretty high security clearance. 3 XP. When one of the following happens with a character on your side, Fury gains an XP. Phil Coulson appears, or Goose is attacked, or Captain Marvel attacks. We need to still see Goose and Mar- Captain Marvel. So, um, level 2 Nick Fury, dot, 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 turned spy. So, obviously, this is full bird, colonel, turned spy. Okay, so Turn Spy is on his level 2 card. He has stats 5-7, range, and 5 health, build phase, red, supporting characters on your side, and supporting characters you own have agent this turn. For emergencies only, reaction ability is a, a blue and a yellow. When Fury gets KO'd, search your hand, deck, and KO pile for a Captain Marvel supporting character and put her on your side. She becomes your main character. So, full bird colonel is a build phase ability that's a green. Turn spy is a build phase ability that's a red. And for emergencies only, is reaction ability that's a blue and a yellow. Ugh. Exactly. All the colors. That's what I'm saying. This, 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 this is, is, is ex, this is expensive. This is going to be. And according to Bert, is 
is he uh shout out Bert? Is the is this a candidate for quote unquote chopping the legs off? I I don't know. I had to I had to hear the podcast. Probably listen to it uh tomorrow. Cause I know they talked about some of this stuff already. We just hadn't got a chance to and I hadn't had a chance to listen to their podcast. Still editing footage from Gen Con. But this right here, so now we gotta make sure we hopefully Captain Marvel is even worth it to bring in. Because it already sounds like the level of condition for Nick Fury is pretty hard. Colson doesn't even does Colson appear on two or Colson appear on three? Colson is a two drop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's after the Marvel Captain Marvel has to be worth it because you die if you don't bring her in. Right. So no, I get that. Gotta be worth something. Right, I get that. At the very least, it gives you, it extends the game for you. Right. At least two turns. But she can't come in with the one. She got to be at at least the two. But uh, well, she, she has to be big enough. You know, I'm hoping at the very least that she, because what I'm wondering is, do you want to do as much damage as possible so you can bring out Captain Marvel because is she a seven drop like Thanos? But I don't, really I don't think she's a seven drop because you need Captain Marvel to attack just to get XP. So I'm thinking, okay, how strong is Goose? You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking Goose is a really strong one drop. That, that's what I'm thinking. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Goose is somebody you do not want sitting on the field. And then you got Colson, who you could play at any time because of what he does. And then, I, if if I was to guess, I would think Captain Marvel would probably be a four or five drop, just to make her playable. So that if you even if you aren't leveled, or even if you are leveled, she's useful enough to where you want to play her. Right. No, I get that. But you're going to be able to search with the uh, reaction ability, the KO pile anyway. So it doesn't even matter if you play her or not, you know, because you might do her the same way uh, Cage in old old versions of uh, Luke Cage deck where he had just one Iron Fist because he could always use his ability. Go get Iron Fist. Maybe because my you thing might. is I'm going to play Goose. I'm going to play uh, Coulson and then I'm going to play Goose or Coulson again. And that's going to be my three XP. No. Goose got to get attacked, though. So, I mean, the goose, no, it says, uh, oh, he is attacked. Okay, got you. Then I'm going to just play Colson three times. That's what I'm <laughs> shooting for. Because and everybody's going to avoid, avoid Goose just so um, you don't get XP. And he has to be attacked. So I'm thinking his defense is high enough that this dude ain't going to just get KO'd, you know, from negative counters or some junk like that. You know, so. it's, it's it's just it's hard to say because we don't see two of the key elements of this MC. Right. right. So what we'll I'm see. thinking is, what I'm thinking is this is this this may be the swarm deck that we've been looking for, maybe or one of them because uh, they they have a lot of ranged uh, characters and and and, and heroes. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, I'm sure, is going to have range, of course. Air flight. So. I'm expecting this deck to be coming after you. And you're probably going to play a whole bunch of different characters in this deck, too. Yeah. Because of what the deck does. If you swarm the field and you just keep coming after people, you know, you know that second effect, that secondary effect is the last resort. Right. 
for emergencies only. It's very well named. And if you're and if you're uh, swarming, like you said, Vernon, remember Colson when he uh, leaves play, he goes he goes out into the KO pile, then he gets removed from game, and he gives everybody on your side counters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So now we got Maria Hill. She's a two drop hero. Uh, Deep Shadow Conditions, stats 3-3-1 health, Deep Shadow Conditions. When Hill appears, she gets plus 3, plus 3, and stealth this turn. Give me that card, man. I love it. Yeah, that's all I got to say. A two-drop, that's 6-6 on turn 2 with stealth. This card is is so good. Yeah. That's all I have to say. She's a downside. She's primeval without the green and lethal. At least for one turn. Yeah. I mean, it's stealth for the, it's stealth for the photo, photo you. Mm-hmm. It's something that we don't have. No, uh, drop, Angel has it. Angel has it. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, early, I mean, early stealth. Oh, yeah. This is the earliest it's been. So, beforehand, if you could, if you could hide somebody, there's really nothing you could do. I mean, she's taking mortar out on her own. Mm-hmm. And stand face up. Yep. So turn two. Give me this card. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a done deal. So now with uh the seven drop, Bruce Banner, hero, flight range seven seven, aka Hulk, superpower, I think I'm getting the hang of it. Any combat blue or yellow, put a one one counter on Bruce for each time he used this power this game. If Iron Man is face up on your side, Bruce pays one less power symbol to use this power. Listen, man. Let's just start with this. Let's just start with this. Ego <laughs> is the undisputed MCU photographic go-to seven drop. They haven't made one better. It, you play in a seven drop, it should be Ego. I'm not gonna go that far. I would, but uh, you 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 can have this mess. I, <laughs> ego, ego. You play this. I'm smiling at that point. Yeah, because you playing ego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you playing ego. Yeah, you smiling. What I, what I will say is that uh, some of these plot twists make Willow a very good one A to ego. The ego is still like just so good. It's like, you know, whatever. The ego is good for free. Willow gonna cost you something. That is true. And if you don't have it, ego gonna still take it. He gonna take the 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 um the fight. You know what I mean? You you can't go up in your stats. Your only the only thing you'd be able to do is bring ego down. But or team I, attack him. Right, but that means. Ego still probably got a swing on you first. You know what I'm saying? So if Ego got a swing on you first and you lose a character, took a wound, now you still got to team attack Ego in order to bring him down. That means you might, depending on the situation, you might still be taking a wound, you know, on your uh, support characters. There's no dispute here. (laughs) Oh, I agree. So let's move on. Because I want to get to this plot twist. Right. <laughs> okay. So 
proprietary technology, loyalty. Put this in your deck only if each card with a team affiliation and each character in your deck share a team affiliation. Any combat. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about, that purple symbol, combat. Put two minus one, minus one counters on an enemy supporting character in the combat with flight or range. If it has both, stun it instead. This is got this uh, plot to us, man. And the soldier can't even use this. What you mean? It's a loyalty. Hold on, y'all both broke up. What did you say? I said it's a loyalty plot to it. So he can't, yeah, he can't even use it. I still have who this card is for. I don't know who this card is for. I think that this card, even though it's called proprietary technology, I think this card is going to be for Scoobies, Vamps, or what's whatever's going on in X Files. Because it might be Oak, <clears throat> who's who's going to be able to do loyalty? Uh, <laughs> like I said, it might work for Hulk. Maybe, because yeah. Little Killmonger might work. I don't know. Mm. That's that's a, like I said. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. We have to. We really have to see all the cards because yeah. putting together a loyalty deck in a limited card pool like photo photographic universe is tough. That's a rough one. You know. I do like giving uh it says enemy supporting characters though in the combat, you know, uh with flight or range. So that that that's some serious restrictions. I understand that you want it if it has both stunted instead, but how many supporting characters both got, got both flight and range? You know, so now you're just dishing out negative counters and it's only on supporting characters and it's only in combat. So that's that's a tough sell for me because it's like, well, in the illustrated universe, we have ways to get those stuns in outside of combat, but the photographic universe isn't there yet. So it feels like every time I play the photographic universe, something is a step back, you know. I could see where it would be useful. Um, say Ego's getting ready to swing in on you, or you got to swing in on Ego. He has flight. You'll you'll definitely know you'll be able to take him down. Yeah, that's true. But how many of these spaces do I want just to be dealing with ego? I don't know. Like I said, um, I think the other the other plot twist that's coming up is better. All right, so now we are on Red Skull, level one villain, range two five five health, superpower. A keyword: We have left humanity behind. Red Skull can't be attacked by supporting characters with cost three or less. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. The power of the gods. Level up 15 XP. When a character appears on your side, Red Skull gains XP equal to its attack. Huh. You can't be attacked by supporting characters with cost three or less. But if you bring out a supporting character, because he can obviously still bring out supporting characters, so you're going to have to bring out supporting characters just to defend yourself. It'll be interesting to see what characters people play just so you can get XP. 
Because like Crossbones can only attack main Crossbones characters, but he's gonna give you five XP. You know what I mean? So it looks like a how much you need? Fifteen. Fifteen. So okay, so hear me out. So you play whoever on turn one, right? Hopefully you get two attack. Oh, you still turn short. Two. You still turn short one. Yeah. But you have five, right? Right. So seven. Right. So you need eight more. No. So eight plus seven is fifteen. I, I am. I, I do know how to do that, right? <laughs> no, you. Oh, I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn ahead of you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So turn three. Right. If you drop a one drop, that puts you at six, right? So then, if you play Maria Hill, that gives you another six. And there's your level. There's your level. There you go. Yep. Wow. That's uh, that for me, but it works. At least it's a turn three level, though. Yeah. You know, because he already can't be attacked by supporting characters that cost three or less anyway. So if he's leveling on turn three and you go first and your opponent still has to go to turn three, and that means you got somebody, you got big people out there, and they're just using their people to block. So, yeah, Red Skull is uh, definitely going to be a problem. So, level two, Red Skull, villains, got flight, zero, nine for stats, five health, passive. Red Skull can't attack or strike back. Superpower, you must lose what you love, build phase yellow. Choose an enemy player to reveal their hand and discard a supporting character with the highest cost. There are no supporting characters there. You win the game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's just that's straight up ridiculous. Dude, if this is a if you ever had a, a multiverse secret wars format again, and you can level up Red Skull on three, flip this yellow. And you've been ditching people's hands this entire time. That's a problem. Should be some uh, a little bit of discard coming up with with that. Do we have any discard? Nope. Yeah, we got Black Widow on two. She uses a red. Yeah. And we get Doctor Strange four. He uses a yellow. Gotcha. So okay. I'm look right now. I'm looking at Sokovia. Mm-hmm. Tower, and I'm looking at yellows and reds. Mm-hmm. Take out whatever is in the location just to dwindle your hand down, and Doctor Strange will go in and take out whatever you want to take out uh, according to your cost. So, actually, Red Skull trying to go second to limit the amount of cards in your hand. And, uh, you, <laughs> I think, I think you can pull this off, actually. I think you can too. Him That's not being the, hit because he's not getting attacked by supporting characters, and he may be able to stop attacks from main characters, means he might have the health to be able to pull this off. Once again, back to the um back to the the New York minute. They were talking about it. Or Bert was talking about it, I should say. He said he's almost there with Red Skull on being some uh 
some dirty under, underhanded stuff that could happen with him. It's he's right on the cusp of it. The uh, Reds. Well, is. I'm, I'm I'm after being a somewhat X Files fan. X Files is probably going to bring some of that stuff that Red Skull needs. I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, probably. Because X Files is all about secrecy and and conspiracies and all that type of stuff and and backdoor dealings and you know. So I'm like, okay, I can see, I can see easily see X Files bringing in just a couple of plot twists or a couple of key characters just for Red Skull. You know what I mean? And and midwinter be full of Red Skull and Outriders, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait till midwinter this year. Yeah, I, I like Red Skull. I, 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 I definitely like Red Skull. So moving on to Strucker, who's also convoluted. Three cost, <laughs> Baron von Strucker, villain. Three six one health, the age of miracles build phase blue. Choose another supporting character on your side with one printed health. It gets one of the following keywords at random: dark. When it in- enters combat, put a minus one counter on each enemy character in the combat. Fast. When it attacks for the first time each turn, ready it. Strong. At the start of your turn, if it doesn't have a vitality counter, put a vitality counter on it. Sly. When another player draws any number of cards, draw a card. Weird. Any main players, any main characters can't attack it. Wise. Enemy, enemy players play with their hands revealed. So, it says choose a supporting, another supporting character on your side with one printed health. He gets one of the following keywords at random. So, that means he can use this every build phase if this dude stays out. That can get really, really dangerous. He's a supporting character, right? Yeah, yeah. Three, six, one health. That wise, that wise would help uh, Red Skull. Help Red also. Skull, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, the, yeah that too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I don't get and together, but I digress. This is so. This is going to be. Uh, I said, there's there's some interesting cards, man. There's definitely some interesting cards, and you can you know you can stack these because, like it says here, it says in the the uh, blog post to randomly select one of these keywords. We suggest you roll a six sided die where one is dark and six is wise. Also, please note that if you use the Age of Miracles more than once on the same character, they can't get the same power twice or more. But that only matters for dark and sly. When Red Skull was in Germany, he had a right-hand man who extended his life as an artificial life form. So let's go ahead and talk, talk about Zola. Six-drop Zola has double zero for attack and zero one for defense. Villain, obviously, one health. He says, I wrote an algorithm, main, yellow, one if exactly one face-up enemy character has more attack than each other one, go to two. If not, go to three. Two, stun that character. Three, put two negative one, negative one counters on each enemy character. So. <laughs> more wording. Dude. If exactly one face-up enemy character 
has more attack than each other one. Stun that character. Okay, fine. If not, put two negative counters on each enemy character. That's basically what they're saying. So, quick question. Actually, it is a good is card because this... it says face up enemy character. So, um, this is really a counter to Outriders if you're still alive. It's a it's a counter to it's a counter to anything. No, I, because yeah, that's true. yeah, because if because... it's a curve deck, it's a counter to it. If a swarm deck, it's a counter to it. Yeah, right. It, it counters whatever your opponent is trying to do. Right. But man, if, if you, it really does hit the outriders hard, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna really stun does. all of y'all at once right now. You know, everybody take so, a wound. Okay. Right. So that means every single outrider is about to get stunned. So what happens if it goes to three? If they're if they're equal, then yes. Because nobody's the biggest, right? Okay. Like, like I said, it hits Outriders hard because what if you got no big characters on Outriders' side, and all of them with three attack, they're the highest attacking characters. Okay, because I was I was thinking about the might makes right situation where they're equal. You talking about with Red Skull? You talking about with the the Hydra yeah. card? Strength above right. all else. No, right. yeah, strength. this ain't the same as that yeah. because this is a main phase ability. And it's specifically but saying one face up enemy supporting uh, enemy character. So that the fact that it's looking for one, if it doesn't find one, it's going to take out all. So that's why it hits okay. outriders so hard, because if you still got six outriders out there, when this card gets played, I flip this yellow and none of your other your outriders are your biggest characters. All of the, your outriders take these negatives. And the all right, I got it now. Right, so that means all your outriders is getting stunned. Now, now having said that, there are some things you can do to try to avoid this this counter, but it's still it's it's a serious threat it is. to the outriders if you're still alive. It's technically a serious threat to anybody because if you underdrop this dude, this gonna be a problem because in the late game you block him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So dropping Zola and flipping the yellow, the only way to stop that is if somebody still has um, um, uh, Mortal on their side. And chances are by turn six, they won't. So you play Zola. This this card may, may legit be one of the best six drops in the photo universe. You play this card, you blasting all the vampires. You know what I'm saying? You you might be blasting all the vampires out the way. And keep in mind, this is a main phase ability. This isn't a build phase ability. So that means, let's say somebody got a field full of vamps, right? And they got different attacks because of life on Helmuth or whatever. Okay. But the majority of a swarm deck, they're going to keep the same, the same amount of uh, attack, similar amount of attack. Okay. I use the attacks I can to bump off the ones or to turn face down the ones who have um, high attack, then I can play this card and knock out all the rest. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So this Zola, this card looks whack on the surface, 
but because of the stuff that we got coming up, and because he doesn't target, it says one face up enemy character. It doesn't say support or main. Support. Yeah. So anybody, whoever is face up, like with Winter Soldier, this would this is Winter Soldier's death blow right here. Because Winter Soldier been taking hits, and he you've been stunning folks on his side of the field, and they face down. If he's the only one face up, he's gonna get stunned. You know, so you could have a situation where you've been keeping somebody's field clear or you have a situation where you know how to clear their field. You good. This is a good counter to ego, too. You might wind up playing this. On turn seven. When people play ego on turn uh, seven. Just so you can stun ego out of combat. Because he may have the highest attack. You know what Nobody's I'm saying? playing Eagle. They're playing that. Hulk. They're playing uh, Hulk. Sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> sure they are. He just went straight past. <laughs> right. Like, why, why even print more sevens? Like, just let it go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like this Zola card, man. I like this Zola what card. What is Zola stats? Zero one, basically. It says double zero. Double zero. It says it's binary. Zero. That's what it is. It's is yeah you, zero 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 shot. one. Yeah. So you using Zola? Yeah, it's costing you, but getting a free stun for a yellow, I, I, I it costing you six uh six XP. Yeah, that's expensive, but it also depends on who I'm stunning. But also too, remember you you got a plot twist to protect, and you still got friends from work. You ain't got no plot twist to deal get. with him. That was no, what I'm saying. I'm talking about his uh his his one defense that he's sitting on. If you uh he gonna die. We know that. No, but you might you might want to be able to do that again on the on the next turn. Compi- no. considering considering how strong uh this ability is versus how weak his stats are. He, Zola, you even on the picture. This is the picture from the Wonder Soldier. Zola doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He's trying to take somebody out before he dies, just like this thematic. You know, so oh, before he hops into the machine. No, no, before he gets blown up by Pierce. I know. Yeah, so I know. Making a reference to the other one. Yeah, no. So the. Um, he doing exactly what he go, he's supposed to be doing. He gonna flip this yellow, stun somebody, or stun multiple people and die the next turn. That's fine, because you did what you wanted to do in the first place. And and depending on what they bring out, and if you flipped all those vampires with all those multiple vitalities face down, they don't have no counters no more. So that means if um they and same thing with the outriders, if you stayed alive. This long, you may just play two Zolas, blast people's fields, and be done with it. And that that literally might be the game. You know what I mean? Because you get you getting a free stun in and out of combat for these this yellow. So Zola not gonna be nothing to be trifling with. You know, so but now we got all these Ultrons. Let me zip through these Ultrons and so we can get to this plot twist because Ultrons is basically just here for combat. So we got one cost Ultron. 
That's 3-3. Every single Ultron has one of a kind of Swarm. So one drop Ultron is 3-3. Two drop Ultron is 4-4 with one health. Three drop Ultron has range and 5-5 with one health. Four drop Ultron is 6-6 with range and one health. Five drop Ultron is flight 7-7 with two health. Six drop Ultron is flight 8-8 with two health. Seven drop Ultron is flight in range and 9-9 with three health. Eight drop Ultron is flight range 10-10 with three health. All all these Ultrons say the exact same things, one of a kind and swarm, but they get bigger and bigger as the the deck progresses. As uh, like Neo said in the Matrix, mm, an upgrade. Yeah, yep, that that's definitely what this uh, what this is. Uh, the older uh, Ultron gets, and I realize the picture changes too. One, two, three, or four have the same picture. Five, six, seven, eight have a different picture. Would the uh, Ultron deck be a uh, a possible candidate for loyalty to uh, use that plot twist with? <laughs> no, it is not. Okay. You you probably still need Rocket. Yeah, get Ultron's back because you. What'd you say? You might need Iron Man too. Yeah, to give you counters so you can stay face up, stay alive. Because I can easily the car that too. Because you're going to be powering up some of these Ultrons with your main character. Then you use a rocket to get them get them back and play them. You know, the next turn or whatever you do. You know, so um, yeah, that's good. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. First of all, these cars are pretty powerful for the for the drops they come in, which is why they're one of a kind. And you have, I mean, they, the stats are high, and it, it's funny that the the pictures change because, well, the four drop is pretty good, but once you get past the four drop, it's like, oh my goodness, yep, <laughs> you got all, all this attack coming and all this health coming, yep, yep, and, and also use these cards to power up your mains if you need to. Right, that's what I'm saying. Power up the main, get get that character some counters, then use rocket to get those people back in your hand. Works with Cordelia, too. Yep. Oof. Yeah. That'll be nasty. So we finally got to this uh, this plot twist. So you're the last one. Combat plot twist. If you have only one face-up character on your side, cancel the combat and end the current turn. That is extremely powerful. But it has to be done in combat. This is not a team stand plot twist. This is obviously something going in a Winter Soldier deck. Obviously, just to make sure um, he can last the turn. Uh, I can see this in a Red Skull deck too. Um, if you whiff, or you may put yourself in a position where you don't have anybody on your side of the field. Because you spent all those people attacking folks and now they KO'd. When you do get attacked, you can play this card and keep people off of you. I could all I could also see this in a Dormammu deck. Because uh there's a few times there's a few turns you'll find yourself just him sitting out there. 
Mm-hmm. And that'll, that'll yeah. give you another that'll give you another turn. And he's already sitting on seven uh health. Right. So that'll give you another turn to get some more cards for them to draw do another draw. Mm-hmm. Possibly get another um whatever, I forgot the name of your ability. Uh take cards out out the deck. Yeah. So definitely, yeah. I think I think that it also works for Hulk too, because many times you're not even, you don't even know what you're gonna have in your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you if you if you uh put Hulk out, or if you let him turn in a banner, so you can draw cards, you able to pull this off. You know, you get that genius effect in there too. Right. Next up. All right. So we got Korath <laughs> with three cost villain. Alien Physiology, Korath can't have minus one, minus one counters. He has range 4-4 four, four with one health. The Pursuer, main red. When Korath KOs an enemy character in combat this turn, he gets two plus two plus two counters and an additional plus two plus two counters for each other copy of that character already in its KO pile. This dude can get huge. Outlier card. Yep. He can he can get huge. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets used. Three drop man. Turn three is a is a valuable turn. So you if you go go all go in with this dude, you gotta go all in and, and make uh, him what? work. So is that a or a power? That's a superpower. superpower. A main red superpower. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh. You gotta, uh what'd you say? You gotta play them at the right time. Yeah. But the payoff. The payoff is gonna be worth it for just a red. When you think about it, he has um for a team attack. When you flip that red, he has to get stunned. Your opponent has to stun him. So if you have a valuable character on your side that's team attacking with Korath, because you can really set somebody up as far as like a um, a poor man's leader because if I'm team attacking with Mordo and Korath or some junk for nine or I'm team attacking into Ego and Korath team attack into another Ego if you already been powering up with Ego or got an Ego in your um, KO pile this dude can get huge just because he can get all those counters and now be a threat to whoever else comes out. So you got to sit back and say, do I want to stun the bigger character or do I want to get rid of this guy because he got one health and he's only 4-4 four, because four, he already flipped the red. If I don't stun him now, he Korath could legit be 8-8 eight, eight at the end of that combat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. You know, so one one false move, and now you got an eight eight with range sitting out there, and this dude still can flip another red, pull that trash again. So you really got to sit back and say, do I want to? Which one of these team attackers do I want to hit? I want to hit the other dude, or I want to hit Korath. So he, I could see him definitely getting some play, just to just to keep pressure on uh, other people's MCs. 
So now we got the main phase. Now this now Grandmaster definitely looks interesting. So Grandmaster is villain. Level one is zero six five health. Having who's having fun? Main green put a one one counter on two different supporting characters. No one loves you more than Grandmaster as a level up. Needs seven XP. When a character strikes, Grandmaster gains an XP. Interesting because Grandmaster himself can't strike because he does not have attack. You can always power him up then give him attack so that he can strike. Or play a plot twist. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, give him any type of attack and he'll be able to strike. So, level two Grandmaster, zero ten. Who's having fun is still there. Contest of Champions is his superpower. Main phase, yellow. Choose two face-up supporting characters to strike each other. So one of the things that um, the blog the blog mentions is that note that plus one counters from who's having fun can go on characters on any side, and the two characters can even be on two different sides. But why would you put plus one counters on an enemy character? Good question. Again, the characters in the Contest of Champions can be from any side, and they can be from two different sides. So it'll be interesting to see what scenarios do you have, most likely can, late game, where you're going to smash one one person's characters into the other characters. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You're just going to have them. Con- you're not you're probably going to Contest of Champions, two characters on their side have mm-hmm. them strike each other, each other. Yep. Or or wound one one wound and one get KO'd or whatever it is. One get stunned, one get KO'd. Most likely. Because or if you have or if you have a bigger character, you'll contest the champions. You're not spinning an attack. Now you, that's over with. Now you still have an attack mm-hmm. with that bigger character. So it it really can be a two for one deal, if not three for one, depending on who gets stunned and wounded and face down, that type of stuff. So, um, is contest of champions only on? Uh, you can only target SEs with that. Yeah, yeah. It says choose two face-up supporting characters to strike each other. Okay. Yeah. You want to choose two mains to strike each other? That would be better. <laughs> but I mean, this is more more balanced, obviously. With his ten defense, I mean, but still, he's not he's not going to stun nobody with doing that. Right. No, I, no, I feel you. But I, no, it, it'll be interesting to see how what you know what decks get made out of this though. So, yeah. it's an intriguing, intriguing MC. Yeah, I like. So I agree. I, yeah, I like him. I like him. So, uh, moving on to Fenris, villain, eight drop, eighteen eight creature, ferocious. What have they done to you? At the end of your turn, if Hella is face up on your side, you may put Fenris from your KO pile next to Hella. So that's pretty clear and to the point as far as eight drops go. Um, I still think Odin and Thanos are going to be the king of eight drops, but as far as attack power, Fenris with 18 attack is not messing around. And we saw the big card version of Surtur. We now see the actual card because at Gen Con, that card got spoiled. So we was able to actually see it 
before everybody else. So Surtur is a nine cost villain, 115, three health. When Surtur attacks, KO resources equal to his attack. It says, note that Ragnarok, Ragnarok is the keyword. When Surtur attacks, KO resources equal to his attack. Note that Ragnarok triggers right when Surtur attacks. There isn't time to play a plot twist or use a superpower to increase his attack. You'll have to do that before he attacks. So obviously you can power him up or if you can, if there's a way to give him counters before he attacks, that would get him. What's his face? Uh, Grandmaster. Because uh, you, you get those counters right when he attacks. Well, I think Ragnarok is triggering that's what the, that's what it's saying. It says it triggers right when Surtur attacks. So it may it may be a timing issue. It happened. They happen at the same time. Okay. So like I said, uh, it'd be interesting to see if games even last that long. You know, probably not. And also, we have a new location, special location, the Bifrost. During your build phase, your main character may pay any power symbol. If it does, turn this location face down, then choose a supporting character and remove it from the game with its counters. At start of its owner's next turn, it appears on their side. If Heimdall is on your side, you may exhaust him instead of paying the power symbol. Is that the first time we've had a character that gets exhausted to, p- to pay for something? Yep. Old versus OG versus in the house. Yeah. Back. That's what I'm saying, because... Uh, I don't I don't remember any character in Photo or Illustrated Universe versus two PCG two PG um exhausting for anything. You know exhaust locations from stuff now, but not Right. So I think that's that's uh that's pretty interesting. Especially like I said, um you're removing a character from the game. So that means that these are the plot twists that want stuff uh, if you're the only face-up character, that type of thing, you get to save your people and confront the situation. Basically, you know, like it's a it's very thematic of somebody on your side being able to confront a situation solo, but now that allows you to use these other plot twists, and then they can come back and still be good later on. So, so we got Groot. We are Groot. Groot is a six. Six health hero seven seven three health a six cost hero seven seven three health we are Groot if another character on your side would get wounded you make wound Groot instead I like Groot pseudo leader uh, better than that because it says if they would get wounded some of these characters get wounded out of combat so that means like say for example you play Groot and then they play Zola, and you play in Outriders. Okay, well, three of your Outriders not taking wounds then. Because if Zola throws all those negatives and starts stunning people, you can put three of those wounds on Groot. No, Zola's going to target Groot. Oh, because he's the biggest. Because he's the biggest, yeah. Probably would be what you want anyway. Right, right. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. But Along the lines of what you're thinking, yeah, group works because of that. Just because he, if he get, it doesn't say he's getting stunned. That's one of the things that makes it good. Mm-hmm. 
So if somebody doesn't have enough attack to go after both, or if they don't have enough attack to go after Groot, then they're going to have to go after one of your other characters just to put wounds on Groot. Mm-hmm. So you save your other characters at least three times. It's a good card. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Especially if you got a situation where you like, I'm play Ego, I'm going to play uh, Groot on six, I'm going to play Ego on seven, and I'm going to just keep Ego alive while I build my field up. And you don't even swing with Groot. You're just keeping him in the back row. That's going to be a problem. Because now Ego is going to just stay out there causing havoc. No matter who who you play that's big, Ego is going to bring him down to size. And he's not taking any wounds because Groot is the one taking all the wounds. If you play your cards right, you can just keep playing Groot. You know what I mean? It's a problem. Yeah, you can just keep keep on playing Groot. You know, so... Like I said, uh, and, and it's free. It's it's a keyword. It's not even like it's costing you a location or something like that. So yeah, Groot will. Now that I think about it, now that we talk, Groot is the one that's going to stretch the game out. You know what I mean? To to turn nine and all that time, Groot is the one that's going to stretch the game out. Because if you last long enough, then that means you'll be able to. Um, keep playing groups to extend your life. I'm definitely putting Groot in the ego deck. He's definitely not ego. I'm sorry, uh, more, uh, Dormammu. The longer you stretch that game out with Dormammu, the eyes start tipping in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody who wants to get to the late game is going to be playing Groot. Anybody who wants to end the game early is probably going to be playing Zola. Zola got that auto stun, so it, it is, it's going to be uh, some interesting concoctions starting to come out of this. But let's move on to uh, two drop Yandu, no team affiliation. Uh, Pragmatist uh, Yandu has flight range three three, one health. Pragmatist, as you recruit Yandu, choose hero or villain. He appears with that team affiliation. Yandu appears if he has hero, put a plus one counter on each other character on your side. If he has villain, put a minus one counter on each enemy character on the side. He's going to be popping those outriders when he uh, show up and you choose villain. Yep. Turn to outrider killing. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be, like I said, it's, it's going to be interesting. They, they added their tech against outriders. Outriders seemed like a threat at first, but they did add the tech for it. So, um, Four drop Talos in the same boat as Yandu. No team affiliation. Um, range three four. Prag- pragmatist. You as you recruit uh, Talos, choose health or a uh, hero or villain. When he appears with that team affiliation, while Talos has hero, characters on your side have fearless. When Talos has villain, characters on your side have violent. So that's going to be interesting, depending on. Who's your bigger threat is going to change what Talos does. Man, this is a scary card. Yeah. Especially if you're doing Swarm. Yep. Man. That's uh that's Harrigan without the green. Yeah, it is. It sure is. It's a powerful card. Yeah. And, and earlier, because what he's not a he's Harrigan's a six. 
Yep. Yeah, fearless is going to be a problem. Oh, fearless and violent because even in the late game, that means Talos is going to be valuable no matter what turn you play him because he's going to be a tech card most likely, not just your standard four drop. He's going to be one or two ofs in uh in a deck just so in the late game, hey, let me go ahead and play this so I can have double the attack, you know, that type of thing. If if you don't already have ego out. Yeah, so, but you don't uh, you know who don't care about that. Right, ego don't care. Ego. Right. <laughs> no, hold on. Uh, no, not no, necessarily. ego might care. Because ego is talking about oh, the stats on the right. Ego is talking about the, the stats on the card. But it's fearless and violent. It says here Characters with fearless strike main characters with double their attack. Characters with violence yeah. strike supporting characters with double their attack. Yeah. Ego do well, there's your ego. Yeah. Yep. He finally found a character he don't like. Yep. Yep. Because uh, character with violent, they can strike uh, ego with double their attack and take him down, even though their stats haven't gone up. So that's that's interesting. They 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 balanced it. They started to balance it out already. They can hit it. So now the level one, uh, Talos is also a main character. Level one Talos is three four with six health. You can't trust anyone. Here's something that I thought interest. It, it immediately stood out to me when I saw this. Talos has you can't trust anyone. Talos has every photographic universe team affiliation. Nice. Don't matter if they're hero, villain. He's Lambert on a main character. He's better than Lambert on a main character. He's better than Lambert because he has yeah. evil to team affiliations. Right, that's what I said. Yeah, so he can use anybody's plot twists, Scoobies, Vamps, X-Files, uh, heroes, villains. Don't matter. He don't always matter. has a team attacker. Always right. can team Always going to have a team attacker. Yep. So his... Uh, um, level up conditions. Scrolls have infiltrated C53. Level up 8 XP. When Talos team attacks, he gains 1 XP for each attacker. So every time he team attacks, he's going to be gaining uh, 2 XP. Because it says for each attacker. doesn't say for each other. How many? What? How many XP does he need? 8. 8? Yeah. Hmm. So... Yeah, he- uh, three, two. Yep, he can. Yep, just once he starts uh, getting them team attacks going, because turn one, it'd be, he'll get two XP. Turn two, he could possibly get three XP. And turn three, obviously, he can get uh, four XP. So, uh, depending on how the cards land, you know, but it's most likely you're trying to get two XP, three XP, three XP. And that'll be your turn, uh, that'll be your level up. So, yeah. Yeah, it is, he he's a really nice potential aggro swarm deck, or maybe he might even be aggro like swarm in the beginning and then switch it up in the middle to to a normal curve. I mean, if if that's what you're doing, this guy, you can sit up. You can. Uh, Whatever you want to do, I actually kind of see him. You can probably stall with him because he will have he will have access to know you moves, uh, friend from works, disillusion spells, all that stuff. 
I mean, I I use that to keep him alive, but I ain't trying to stall. But yeah, so like I said, you, you he has access to everything, literally, mm-hmm. literally, and he will what always he have about? access to everything. Got the so vampires with a move or whatever it is, right, right. So he, like so I said, he'll have he'll have access to plenty of stuff. So, but level two, he goes from uh, his stats go up to six seven range with six health, and he has the ability. It takes practice and talent. Main phase red. Choose an enemy character's team affiliation. Enemy characters with that team affiliation can't attack Talos on their next turn. That right there is going to start shutting down Outriders because he's going to be able to choose it, uh, the evil. Of the villain team affiliation, and it says that they can't attack that uh, Talos on their next turn. So even if he had a struggle getting leveled up, once he get leveled up, he just keep flipping these reds and stun them, yeah, and they can't stun him. I, I really like this. What'd you say, Vern? I really like this. MC. I do too. I really- I do too. I just thought about it. You play a friend from work. It, that's canceling. That's canceling every combat. Yep. Yeah. If I'm if I'm reading this right, yeah. Read, read his read his first ability again. Talos has every photographic universe team affiliation. Okay, so it only works on a friend from work would only work. Against uh, the photo universe, every time, right. So it's right. a possibility it wouldn't, right? It wouldn't work the same if you were playing the illustrated, right? Or if you're playing a neutral, playing against the neutral MC. True, like yeah. and uh, Trask. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, but yeah, that, that's nice too to cancel the combat. You know what I mean? Every time mm-hmm. if you play against everyone getting canceled. No, I, no, no. This dude, he gonna see some play. We just gotta see more cards to make sure we we can understand what's gonna be um, to go. What's gonna go best with him, you know? Because he reminds me of a better version of Trask. That's what it reminds me of. Because Trask, Trask is not a joke. When they transformed what uh, Illustrated and stuff did did. And the uh, unaffiliated teams and all that type of stuff, unaffiliated characters did that threw things off for Trask. But Trask ain't, ain't no joke. Yeah, so, but uh, that's what he reminds me of a better version of Trask or a photo universe version of Trask. Okay, so we on Odin. Now that we talked about uh, Talos, if that's his, if I'm pronouncing that right, now we on Odin. Uh, now, the more convoluted stuff. All right. So let's get into Odin. Level one, hero, range, 7-7 seven, seven with 7 health. Odin has the Odin force. At the start of your turn, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Odin, the most powerful being in the nine realms. Level up 1 XP. At the end of your turn, if Odin has 10 attack or more, he gains an XP. Okay, so now this is what happens when he gains an XP. He goes to level two, hero, loses range, becomes 5-5, five, five, and he has the Odin sleep. Odin can't attack, strike, or have plus one, plus one counters. 
he may never awaken. Level down, at the end of each enemy turn, Odin gains an XP. Level up, when Odin is stunned, he, he gains an XP. So what the heck is level down? It works a lot like level up. From the rules, Odin introduces level down powers to the game. A level down power works just like a level up. Power, except instead of gaining XP, which advances to the highest level, it gains XP, which regresses back to a lower level. When a character gains level down XP, put an XP counter on its main character card that is one level lower than its current level. If a character has both a level up and a level down power, it's possible for it to gain and have both kinds of XP. However, once it levels up or levels down, all of both types of XP will be removed. (sighs) Again, this is convoluted. So what it's basically saying is, depending on how he gains XP, he's either going to turn back into the level 1 Odin, or he's going to turn into the level 3 Odin. Level 3 Odin says, my time has come. At the end of your turn, wound Odin. He has 3-3 for for stats, and he has 7 health still, but obviously you're going to be in a situation where um, it's a point of no return. Once Odin gets the 3 3, it's definitely a point of no return. Pick up your cars and go home once that happens. Just, just scoop your cars and leave. Depending on where you're at. I mean, depending on what right. the game is, yeah. Because you uh, bet only need one more, one more wound to win. <laughs> right, right. Because you're going to have to keep stunning Odin, and there's no way to go to turn back into the level one or two once you turn level three. So. And you have to make sure that whatever cards you play in that deck can never give Odin XP. Well, you can. But not well, XP, is... counters. You never want him yeah. to get, gain any counters. I mean, you could. But you would just have to play stuff like, uh, you know, like the know you moves and stuff to keep him face up. So on the enemy's turn, you get your XP back and drop down. No, what I'm saying is you don't want Odin to have counters because that's how he gains XP with level one. I know. What I'm saying you, you could. I mean, it's, it's, you could, he, he can have them. It's not as bad as you think it may be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> especially, especially in the later game when you're dealing with people like Ego who can keep Odin face down. Because it says in during a level two in the Odin sleep, it says, level down, at the end of each enemy turn, Odin gains an XP. Level up. When Odin is stunned, he gains an XP. Okay, so if Odin stays stunned, and he gets 2 XP, he goes to level 3. That's it. So he can easily get to level 3 by turn 4. You don't want that. Because now somebody His, uh... can just, just hide their their main and let you stun yourself for the next four or five turns. It's level one. Does it have range? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty obvious what you're trying to do then. You are unworthy. (laughs) So you trying to trying to obviously shoot from from a I don't think that you want to do that though. I think you want to put Odin uh in the front. I know he has has, no he don't have flight. He has range. No he has range. But what I'm saying is, 
you put him in the front to make sure that he's a, a solid blocker because he is strong. He's seven seven with seven health. So on, having man. yeah, for turn one and turn two, <laughs> turn three, I'm putting him behind Falcon and and and, uh, and Iron Man. I'm putting him, you know turn four, I'm putting him behind Iron Man, and I'm trying to protect him so that I can get my XP and, and level down. That is, if you got your intent attack at the end of one of those turns, you're gonna get it because he gains he gains counters. But that's my whole point. How is he gaining counters? That's the Odin Force, dude. I just read it. The oh. Odin Force at the start of your turn put a plus one counter on Odin. That's on Odin's card. Oh, okay. right. Okay. So in three turns, he will go into the Odin sleep if he cannot um, get rid of those counters. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said I would want to put him up front because it's going to take seven turns just to kill this dude. Okay. That's you know what? What? That's real interesting, too, because that means... Well, you're trying to get him stunned. If they, if they stun you... That's my point. You lose your counters, you lose your counters, counters. and you restart this whole process. That's my point. I don't want to hide Odin. I don't know what you're talking about with hiding behind Falcon. Skip that <laughs> trash. I'm putting Odin no, up I mean, front. That's why, I, that's why I said after... When it, when it becomes apparent, you know, you got to look at what's happening on the field. Because your your opponent might have a strategy, just like I'm, just not gonna attack this dude. That's and then once, once you once you go to level it, it, level two, that's what makes now him, I'm coming in. Now I'm coming at you. That's what makes him so strong. That's what, right. What I'm saying is, if you, I'm saying, if I'm going into them and I'm attacking them, I'm doing damage to them. They're not doing damage to me. That means I'll have seven health. Even once I get once I get all my uh, counters, and I go to uh, right. level two, that's fine. I'll be going into level two on turn three with seven health, though. So I'm I'm just smashing, smashing, smashing. If they say skip that trash, I'm aggro. I want to attack you. Fine, bring it, because I'll lose my counters every single turn, and I'll still stay strong. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's do the math, right? Okay. So let's say let's say they choose the the tactic of not attacking Odin or not stunning Odin. Mm-hmm. So the start of your turn, that means you're on your the start of your third turn. Mm-hmm. You turn into level two. Right. So from that point forward, let's say they put a wound on you on turn three. They put a wound on you turn four. They level you down. I mean, level you up to turn to three. Right. Right. So, that means every time your turn starts or the end of your turn, you get in a wound. Right. So that so in, in in reality, they put they can put two wounds on you real quick and end that game quickly. So they can they, they can put, actually how they, they putting two wounds on me. Okay, so again, so at the beginning of your third turn, you're going into older sleep. Right. If you don't if they don't attack you. Right. Oh so I now see what they you're you see, you're they saying you they're attacking you on your turn, then you're stunning yourself on your turn too. Right. right. So I got you. They attack you on three. That's one wound. Right. They attack you on four. That's two. You go to level three at the beginning of your turn. Now you wound yourself. You're at three. And we only on turn five now. 
Right. So now they wound you on turn five. They done almost caught up. They got four wounds on you on on their turn five. On your turn six, you wounded yourself again. Right. So they can still take you out by turn seven. No, I no, I I get that. But you'll obviously by then have bigger people and be doing a better job of protecting yourself. So in theory, they can take you out on turn seven. Just like in theory, you can last till turn ten, turn eleven, or longer. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting, man. Right, right, and and that really thematically plays on the fact that um, Odin has longevity because of his age and how long Odin has been around. You know, so um, I like the card personally. I really, I really do like the card, and um, I see how you would be able to. You would have to protect him in order for you to get level down, so you could turn back into Odin and you know, start that whole process over again too. You know, so um it's it's he's a dangerous card. That's he's he's already the most powerful one drop. Level one by himself. Yeah, level one, yeah. He is. I mean, unless you count the outriders, but that's a whole nother situation. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I agree. He he definitely uh he's got some tricks up the sleeve. Definitely got some tricks up the sleeve. So um, we'll we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. So I want to go to uh, I finally want to get to this this outrider. So finally, on this last page of the previews, just a few cards left. Let's finally talk about outrider level one. They don't have any any XP. We have blood to spare. You start the game with six outrider main characters on your side. Swarm. You can have any number of characters named Outrider on your side. This power can't be turned off. Ferocious. While in melee combat, this character strikes before characters without Ferocious. Outrider's villain, 3-1 for stats, and 3 health. These dudes is not playing. You start with (laughs) 6 of them, you swing in for 18 Every time one of them swings, and because you have ferocious, that means that the team attack itself is still going to. How does that? How does that work? Because depending on how it, no, you still got too many ferocious it, people it, triggering. You know, it works exactly how you think it works. Right, you got too many ferocious people triggering, so. Um, it's it's really gonna Bruh. be a tough time dealing with these outriders, dude. Eighteen attack from the beginning of the game is just stupid. Yeah, you you're gonna want to play a, a villain character just so you can play friend from work and stop the combat. I mean, and, and even if you, I mean, they can attack in a way that makes. Plot twist almost useless at the beginning of the game. I agree. Because there are six of them. So they can split the attacks up if they, you know, just to weed out your plot twist. Yep. It's, it's, and then when you start thinking about the things you can do to uh, Phil Coulson, uh, Mm -hmm. Grandmaster, oh my goodness, this is just. Just start giving them counters. Don't don't forget, uh, Life on Helmuth is going to give them two counters, uh, give one counter a piece to each of them, and then oh the ones that, that attack aren't getting stunned on attack. 
You know what I mean? Man. So that's that's problematic too. And because neither one of them have flight or range, if they're attacking into a character or being attacked by a character that has flight or range, they can use the uh what is that what is that card? The proprietary, whatever the the, the um plot twist is, they use that too. You know, so um like I said, and, and it it won't affect them the same way. You know, so it, it like I said, I, I definitely can see Outrider being a legit threat. Because we haven't seen a card like this since what? No, well, we've seen Ultron. But the, the, for some reason, they reminded me of the, uh, Double Dinosaur and Moon Girl when I first saw this card. That's what they reminded me of. So, Man, it's that times 100. Oh, for sure. For That's sure. It's ridiculous. And... This is an aggressive form of what Ultron is trying to do because Ultron has its own thing, but Outriders is like, nah, we just gonna we just gonna duke it out with you, you know, and go from there. They not even trying to do nothing slick like Ultron. This is just like, yeah, we could just fight. (laughs) Okay, like I was saying, how Outriders with Grandmaster would be nasty. You just all of them getting two two. If you are yeah, uh, team attack, it's ridiculous. Into a main, yeah. Oh, they got they got to attack a main. That's what Grandmaster say. Yeah, yeah. But still, but still, because you still got Colson. You gonna still use Colson to give them counters too. I have an army. Yep. So, oh my goodness, man. Yeah, this is it's gonna be a trip. That one defense when you got three health don't really make a difference. You know, you're gonna be having you're gonna have to keep track of all that different health. But the fact that you ooh, it's gonna be tough to tech against this, man. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's it's the photo universe, like I said, they got some cards to do it, but you don't want a deck that's just gonna tech against this because it's gonna fail against everything else. You know? It's it's gonna be it's literally gonna be another rock, paper, scissor. If this times out, unfortunately. With uh, C2E2 like it did last year, uh, I was hoping it was going to switch out or something like that. But uh, if this times again, times up again with C2E2, then uh, yeah, uh, it looks like it. So that means right, right. So that means um, we'll be seeing this at a tournament. You know what I'm saying? Bring it on. So, but uh, let's move on to the next cards over here. So like we Hawkeye, got... Hawkeye ain't worried about that. Let me uh, hop up in this nest. Y'all can't melee attack. Yep. Take y'all <laughs> off. We'll see. And I got quick drop. We'll see. It, it'll be interesting. So we got Cole Obsidian on five. Villain, five, eight, two health. Child of Thanos. When Thanos is on your side, Cole Obsidian has Monstrous. So we remember Monstrous because the first time we seen Monstrous was on another five drop. That was a bomb, and uh, back in the day, <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. Yep. Charles Bark, terrible. <laughs> yep. So uh, it's a but it's A-bomb. a good it's a good thought because obviously he can deal damage to every single outrider. You know, so Monstrous no, needs can. to be in the photographic set. No, yeah, because he's getting uh. Ferocious, 
Yeah, he get, he's getting ferocious too, though. Mm, it depends. Because, like I said, um, you you got he... what'd you say? Call Obsidian. Does he get ferocious when you use that ability? Monstrous. No, it's monstrous. He's Just monstrous. monstrous. Yeah, yep. it's useless against. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna work. Well, it it'll be interesting to see see what comes down the pipe because uh, him get monstrous in the same set we get outriders ain't coincidence I'm sure. You know so, and um, don't one of those plot twists give negatives to people? Um, the the proprietary software, proprietary hardware, whatever it was, doesn't it get negatives? Or you have to have flight and or range. You have to have. No, I agree. Right. You have to have flight or range. Either oh, or. I got no, you. they I stun got if you have both. Right. But if they have either but or, you, you get have negative. The other. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, Chain Hammer is a combat green. If Cole Obsidian is the defender of a ranged attack, cancel that attack. Uh, I see him having the big defense and the two health. He's big enough to be a threat to some degree, but five attack is is on turn five. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be cutting it. Always the see this is the, this is the problem I always have. They're always giving monstrous to somebody who don't have enough t- attack. For it to match everybody, right? Exactly. exactly. It's like, why do we have this big defense? You're trying to get him, get people to attack him, but now it, I don't have enough. It doesn't have enough attack for monsters to even care. Well, well it's worth an oxymoron. It? I think. I mean, not an oxymoron, but a catch. It's a catch twenty-two. Because just give him he... high defense and high attack, and get it in monsters, and and boom, there oh, it is. Yeah, just, just break them, right? Just give them right. Just give them everything. Right. It's what you. Want. Is what you want him to do. It's like A Bomb, the main character. You have to get him big enough for give me a real fight when he gains monstrous. So you and need you make it work. And you you need high attack and high defense for monstrous to matter. And that's you got the low point. Defense, that's that's the exact that's defense. the whole point of what they try. Why to am do. I sending a bunch of dudes at you? I'm not because you got low defense. You got high attack. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. That's the whole point of what they're trying to do. What they're doing is they're putting you in a catch-22. Are you going to attack multiple people into him in order for um, them to take him down? Or are you going to try to attack one character into him so Monstrous doesn't matter? Because that high defense is saying his Monstrous is going to matter because multiple people is going to have to attack him. But his weak attack is saying monstrous isn't going to matter so that and that's usually the case when they put monstrous on some of these characters they want to see you know how are you going to play out getting rid of this dude and the fact that he has chain uh chain hammer to get rid of range attacks is rough plus he has uh two health so he ain't going nowhere it's a good card no yeah i think it's a good card when you use monsters, when you when you put put monsters on somebody, make it make it work right. That's all. It is make working it. right. <laughs> it's, it is working right. It's working right. Work. right. First of all, the fact that he can block that he can just negate range attacks is huge. It's a huge deal. So you think this 
big five eight guy in the front, and in order for you to take him down, you gotta make a decision. So okay, so let's say you do go at him with, well, like with with a character that's able to take him down on his own. Okay, well that that big attack had to go to him instead of somebody more important, right? Or if you had the team attack from range, I can negate that. If you had the team attack from from melee. I get to use monsters on you. And right. ways, there are ways to raise his attack. Yes, For example, so that'll raise your attack in order to help you stun multiple people. Right. But even if you don't stun multiple people, the fact that you had the team attack to even stun me, us again, takes away attacks from somebody more important. Right. So he's going to do what he's supposed to do. Right. And that's all that matters. Yeah. So. No, he he gonna like say he gonna uh, uh, he's gonna slowly be a threat the longer the game goes. He's gonna slowly be yeah. a threat because Odin's not gonna be able to deal with him on his own. Once as the game goes on, he, he, even if Odin is level one, he's not gonna be able to deal with him on his own. He's gonna have the team attack, and I can flip this green. Okay, fine. You might not have nobody else that can deal with him. You might have to play ego on him just to get the job done. So exactly, he's a he's an ego lure. Yeah, and you don't want to be wasting no attack with ego on this dude. You know that's a waste of an attack, but you got to get rid of him because you can't keep him out. Because if he stays out, he's gonna team attack ego with whoever next turn. So it is, it's a very well made card. And turn five for some of these some of these dudes, turn five is the middle of the game, not the end of the game. Because it doesn't rush the same way, and it's not a heavy aggro the same way that uh, the Illustrated Universe is. So some of these cards, they're gonna see some play, and this this is gonna go to turn nine, turn ten, turn eleven, you know. And that Surter we saw earlier is gonna gonna have some a reason to be around, start blowing up people's uh, locations, you know. So, but let's move on to Corvus Glaive, six drop. Villain team affiliation, six five four stats, and two health. Child of Thanos. When Thanos is on your side, Corvus Glaive has stealth. Glaive mastery reaction red. When in effect gives an enemy character in combat with Corvus Glaive plus one counters or attack and defense. Instead, that character gains no plus one counters and no attack defense. That ability I actually like. Yep. Got stealth, and now anything you use to alter the stats don't matter. Hey, rogue! Hey, yo, rogue! Oh. Yep, and it says when in effect. Yeah. It doesn't say superpower. It doesn't say keyword. Okay. It says when in effect. Hey, no plot twist, yo, powering up, none of that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, that that definitely that's definitely gonna make a difference. It's like an it's like a combat master, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So now the seven drop Ebony Maw, flight range eight eight two health. Child of Thanos. When while Thanos is on your side, Maw has the Maw has interesting. This is what they was talking about in the group. The Maw has lethal, so it doesn't say Ebony Maw has lethal. It says the Maw has lethal. It's probably just a typo, obviously. <coughs> 
because it should say Ebony Maw has lethal telekinesis. What did you say? The Maw. Telekinesis. Uh, main. Yellow. Put top card of your deck into your KO pile. Then put minus one, minus one counters equal to that card's cost on an enemy supporting character. If the Maw wounds a supporting character this way, KO it. Telekinesis is really God Slayer Blade for uh, enemy support characters, so that's interesting. Minus one, minus one counters equal to the card's cost on an enemy supporting character. Huh. Interesting. And if he if he wounds him, KO him. KO. So if they get stunned, if a five drop comes down and somebody only has four. Mm-hmm. For defense, right? Yeah, it's uh, definitely tell uh, it's definitely God Slayer Blade, you know, a little mini version of God Slayer Blade. It's nice, it's, it's, it's actually more than that. You prefer you go. There's some, there's some things you can do with this card. Like when we first saw uh, Fenris, mm-hmm. we were wondering if there's anybody that can get. Fenris in the KO pal. Mm-hmm. Well, this can do it. Now it's it's not super. It's not you know it's not super early or anything. But still, if you happen to have hell out there, right? And you use this ability, and you K, you're able to KO one of the SDs. You get Fenris out there, and then you can put Fenris right on the field and on, on seven. Oh, that's nasty. It is. That's nasty. It is. And considering the fact that Fenris is an eight drop. You might actually be playing multiple eight drops. Now, in this situation, you'd have to make a deck based off of your ability to use these uh, Child of Thanos characters because obviously, still, Ego is the go to seven drop. He's still the go to seven drop. This dude, it, 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 the combo ability with him MVP. is better. MVP. Yeah. MVP. But, but Ego is, Ego still taking it. Ego don't care nothing about all these fancy tricks. Ego's gonna reduce your reduce you down and hit you in the face. You know, it's like today I was watching Ridiculous and they had uh, Ridiculousness and they had uh, Mike Tyson on there. And what did Mike Tyson say? Everybody got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. That's what ego is. Ego don't care nothing about your tricks. You got a plan for Fenris to go in the KO pile with the yellow and telekinesis. Ego don't care. He gonna hit you in the mouth. That's it. That's it. Oh, you brought Fenris out? Oh, okay. You don't care about your futures. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, so, so like I said, I mean, I like Ebony Maw. Getting lethal, telekinesis, flight, range, eight, two health. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. But Ego's still the man. That's all it is. He he can do a lot simply because as good as Ego is, Ego can only take out one guy. Ebony Maul has the potential to KO someone, mm-hmm. add another character that can stun somebody else, and stun somebody himself. That's pretty powerful. No, I I agree. I agree. But it's not consistent, It's not though. consistent. So that's why I say you got to build your deck around your ability to use the Children of Thanos characters. So if you're going to play Ego, are you going to play Ebony Maul on 7? then you need to bring out a very powerful character 
with this telekinesis because you need to stun somebody out of combat, then you're still strong enough to be able to stun somebody else and during attack. You know what I'm saying? And if it just so happens your character that you bring out is Fenris, Fenris can pop on the field because obviously Hela is going to be your main and then you can swing Fenris for that 18 attack into somebody else. So this one combo here can wipe somebody's board completely out. You know what I'm saying? Because Ebony Maul got lethal. He can take out two people on his own. Between telekinesis KO and folks and Child of Thanos giving him lethal. Oh, he don't have lethal. You got you to gotta nope. pick. You don't have to pick. pick. Now, if your eight trump is Thanos, Thanos will be on your field even if Hela is your main. Or on the flip side, you may That's have right. You may have Hella on your side of the field when you That's use fine. right when you use Ebony Maw, and then right. Fenris will be able to come out, and you'll still be able to have Thanos as your main. So you got to figure out how you want to build your deck. Yeah, it's, it's probably, it's probably, probably yeah. Sounds, it'll probably sound better as Thanos as your main, Hella at five, mm-hmm. and then. You try to pull the, that that Fenris mess off, mm-hmm. so that you can probably so you can maximize uh, Ebony Maw. Right, that's that's probably what's gonna happen. Uh, that that's most likely, yeah, like I said, what's gonna happen. Yeah. So, um, but moving on to Thanos. So Thanos has a level three now, so we know his level one is um, dishing out negative counters to supporting characters. And then his level two is uh, wounded face down main characters. So now his new level two says, find them my children. When a child of Thanos appears on your side, Thanos gains an XP. When Gamora or Nebula appears on the enemy side, Thanos loses an XP. So uh, I, I see Thanos leveling up. I don't see people necessarily playing Gamora or... Um, uh, Nebula like that. I definitely see Thanos leveling up pretty quick. I mean, yeah, you could play Gamora. What is she on? Six? Five? Five. Yeah. yeah five. So, but no, nobody's going to play her just to keep Thanos from gaining XP. You will have to put her in a very specific no, deck. No, not gaining XP. He loses his XP when they show up. So, if he's about to, if he's about to level, he got to start over. Yep. It's only two XP, though. If he has, if you've gotten one XP and somebody plays Gamora, he loses one, so he'll be mm-hmm. back at, it, he'll need two again. It depends on how fast he levels up. That, that's really what it is, because I know he needs six XP on his, uh, for his level up condition on his level one, but you're getting XP when he puts all the, puts a negative and stuns somebody and KOs them yeah. uh, supporting characters, so um, yeah, I, I don't know. It depends on, and, and you have to sit back and think. Hey, when all these cards come out and the tournament comes up, is Thanos going to be strong enough in order for you to tech against this one thing? I don't know. And his, his level up has been troublesome. So then, right? Then, then a lot of people probably aren't going to tech against it. They're just going to keep hitting Thanos in the face. You know, if they can. Yep. You know, now his level three now says at the start of your turn, you may reveal exactly six Marvel locations with different names from your hand and snap. If you do, KO half of all characters rounded up. Now keep in mind what the uh what the blog says. 
Note that Thanos would have to be face up at the start of your turn for this power to trigger. And of course, like any start of your of turn power, of course, like any start of your turn power, and that you read it correctly, you get to choose which characters to KO. If there are an odd number, KO one more than half. So Thanos rounds up. So your ability to choose is huge. It's hilarious because it's a bunch of wording. I don't think it matters because you just call KO the MC anyway. Right, right, exactly. Because it says KO half of all characters. Okay. So if you get to level up and you can make this consistent, you just go KO the MC as one of the characters you're going to KO. So. But have you? did you not realize what they revealed, though? What's that? That we're going to get Earth and Space? Yeah. Yeah, Earth and Space probably coming with X-Files. Which makes sense. Space might, or it might be coming. It might be coming in these sets. That too. Depending on how big uh, the set is, yeah. I can see that. Because X-Files, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them has Space and then another one has Earth. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, so... It'll be it it'll be interesting to see what, what's going to go in the deck just so you can possibly pull this off. Because if you can consistently pull this off, which I seriously doubt with the cards we have, Thanos will be uh, once again the big bad. You know? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he gains a he gains a health, and there's other characters, support characters we already said that can handle deal with the outriders to some to some degree. So, like I said, uh, it'll be interesting to see how you how all of it uh, ties together. You know, the biggest issue was that level one. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But this podcast has already been super duper long. So longest podcast ever. Yeah, tell me about it. So this is your boy Cell. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up this podcast talking about the uh, photo universe, along with my co-host Vern Lee and Dawson. Thank you for uh, listening versus commuting and your support. Appreciate it. All right. And if you want to contact us, reach out to us at Team Apex for the win at gmail.com. That's Team Apex for the win at gmail.com. Talk to you later.